Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to a festive episode of Sour Graps. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski, and with me, as always, is Kate Hensler. Or some version of me after that two-hour episode of, of wrestling? Of, yeah. Of I sports mean, it was entertainment? A... Yeah, it was what? a thing. It was a thing. It um, happened. It did happen. I thought everybody would need some cheering up, so I wore my really fun <laughs> hat. This is this is Santa going head first down the chimney on my head. So I hope everybody likes it. <laughs> uh, also, I got my He-Man and She-Ra Christmas sweater. So Ooh. yeah. I, I, I thought we'd have I thought I thought we'd have things to celebrate tonight. Silly me. Silly I hated me. so much about this episode. Do you want to start with the ending? Well, first of all, before we do that, we should tell people. Please send in humper chats to humperchats.com. There it is. Super chats at the bottom of the of the chat on the YouTubes. Uh subscribe to Fifle Select. Where apparently you're going to see me and Kate doing more stuff over there now. <laughs> Sean roped us into doing stuff over there. So we did a we did a, a, a post NXT War, War Games. Games. War Games on Sunday that uh, people seem to enjoy. Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, we'll probably do those for every time they do the NXT thing. And probably some regular main roster stuff, but... Good Lord. I don't know what we're going to have to talk about there. Um, uh, well, these shows are basically the same now. And we can yep. get into the fact that they just use the same finishes on things. Yep. Um, but I let's do you want to start with that? We'll leave a thumbs up so that people can find us in the, yeah, in the please, whatnot. Please and there's no other thing to give a thumbs up to in this world. So I just... Let's let's start with the Gargano ending, I think, because it was sure. I mean, they built to it all night. Um and uh and they, they had Candace backstage. She didn't get a talk or anything. There wasn't anything like you didn't like but she was there with their dog. And then Johnny came over and said hi to the dog before he came out. And you know, he came out to his to his rebel heart theme for those of you who somehow watch this show every week but don't <laughs> pay the five dollars to watch the peacock i mean i wouldn't but i, I kind of have to because it's my thing but uh yeah no if you didn't see nxt war games he came out to his 
to his uh to his old rebel heart theme his, his baby face theme came out again this way and they gave him a johnny wrestling chant uh he was he had tears in his eyes like honest to god tears in his eyes and i thought to myself johnny if you start crying then i'm gonna start crying so please johnny don't start crying i don't want my mascara running during the podcast of course I'm once sure i start even... going it's just the waterworks don't stop so I, uh, so he came out and said, like, you know, how much he loves the place and how, you know, much, like, the, the thing I thought that he he paid a lot of attention, like, full sale, which is not what the CWC is, but that's its origins. Right. There's a lot of the same fans. I'm sure he recognizes a lot of the same fans who are, who were there during his big moments. He had a hell of a half dozen years there. Um, amazing stuff. Still... The, the 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 longest term storytelling that the WWE has done uh, on any level in the last I don't know two three decades was the stuff that still continues to simmer under the surface between him and Champa um and I I just love that they were two singles guys who were paired together to be first round exits in the Dusty Classic one year and became like like one of the overarching stories that has continued to thread all of NXT together over the years. It's kind of an amazing story. But he, he talked about how, you know, he doesn't know where he's going to go. And, oh, he did say, I, I like this thing. He says, I've never felt more important and uh, uh, more uh, more more loved than being in, in, a, in this place with you guys. I don't know what my immediate future holds, but I do know I'm going to be a dad in February, and that's the most important thing and everything. And uh, and then, he, then the camera goes in tight and the crowd starts going, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh, who did they pick for this? Who did they pick for this spot? And I honestly, I, I don't know why, but I, the, the thought never crossed my mind that it was going to be Grayson <laughs> Waugh who came in with a chair, hit Johnny from behind, Stop talking about how it's not your house anymore. It's my house. And uh, and then he uh, uh, beat him up with a chair. Pill like did the the put your head in the thing and smash the chair. And then he power bombed him through the through the uh, announce desk. Uh, talked some shit to Vic Joseph, who Johnny Gargano just had just put over as his best friend. Um, so I, the whole thing is like, I, I don't know if this makes it more or less likely for him to, to come back eventually. I honestly don't. I mean, you, you, if, if you told me that he's going to go away for, for paternity leave and then come right back to NXT in five, six months, I'd be like, yep, that sounds about right. Johnny, Johnny said all the things you, you got it. You wanted to, you, you would want him to hear him say if you wanted him to stay. But I also, can't tell you that he wouldn't just show up at like on AEW one night just just because he can now. Honestly, don't know. Um, I, I but I I will say, not not too happy, not too pleased with the guy who got the rub from taking out Johnny during his big farewell speech. Um, he was actually the first person that popped in my mind once the 
crowd started telegraphing it for all of us at home. Not that they would have known. It's not like their fault. Right. Um, I I honestly, I should have anticipated it. But I yeah, know. just because he's been doing this whole anti-indie thing. I and, know. And Gargano is the I guy know. for that. I don't know. I don't know if this isn't... To me, it feels like he's staying, right? Like, to have someone do that. But also, there's a couple of things here. One, he could have not made any decision. He could just genuinely be going to be a dad and then see what shakes out. Um, He also, you know, didn't love, like, what happened with Kyle O'Reilly in this steel cage match at the end. If people in WWE think that they're... Like, if Vince thinks that these guys are going to AEW, this might be the new disgraceful way they send people off. Like, there's, like, how Lita got sent off, and then this. Like, I, I don't know. Like... I I don't know if this is a huge indicator because I could see Vince definitely doing that, like being that petty. Um, but to me, I, I I wonder if sincerely he hasn't made any decision. Mm-hmm. Like he he could have every card on the table. He could see what ROH is going to do in March if they are going to come back. Like that mm-hmm. guy could go clean up on the indies if he wanted. So I think he might really go back and rest his body and be a dad regardless of where he signed if he's resigned um but i don't think it's beyond vince to be this petty if he thinks people are going to aw especially considering what they did to kyle o'reilly earlier in the episode um which also felt just like egregious and and unnecessary in in my opinion but i i'm glad he got to say the, the reason it felt sincere was because when he started naming people that you wouldn't normally name like video package editors and stuff. Yeah. That makes me feel like he really left, but he's also very good at this. So he might've been doing no, that just he's, to, he's, <laughs> to get yeah. us to bite. But like mm-hmm. when you start naming dudes in the back who nobody's heard of, that feels very sincere. Um, So I don't know. I, the thing is, I don't like this and I hated this episode and we'll get into it. And, Man, I didn't think War Games was that bad. And then they followed up with this. And I thought it was so, it was such a bad episode that I was like, at least emotionally invested in this. And I, I was like, I don't like this no matter what the outcome is. <laughs> like, I guess it could be cool if if Waller is going to be this super heel. But like, there's not even any indie guys left for him to take out after Gargano's gone and O'Reilly's gone, really. Like who's left that he's no, what's gonna? The, what's his gimmick left? What what is his? What who's his... he gonna? Yeah, like I don't understand. So he doesn't um... have a gimmick anymore because all the guys got got released. I mean, I guess he's obviously gonna continue this thing with with Larry Knight because because I guess we'll we'll wrap this into this discussion because we're talking about Grayson Waller. It wouldn't feel right to just go back to that later. Outside uh, the performance center, he's hitting on some girl. Uh, talking about, hey, did you see how I, you know, I, I did that amazing thing off the cage? Listen, hot girls, don't hang out in the NXT parking lot. Haven't you learned anything? Because either it's you're going to get run violent. over by a car or hit on, or kidnapped. People by just Grayson get Waller. Kidnapped. Honestly, the, the kid, the kidnapping is is the least of your concerns. I'm more about I'm more worried about uh, vehicular homicide or being hit on by Grayson Waller. I'm not sure which of those two things is worse. But Grayson Waller made the right call. Yeah, no, Just Grayson saying. Waller is, you know, hitting on what, what you, I got plans actually. I'm hanging out with somebody else. Who could you possibly be hanging out with that's better than Grayson Waller? And, uh, and it's LA Knight. And, um, and so she goes and gets in his, uh, his car that's far too small. 
for a man of his stature. I don't know how he folds himself into that Mazda Miata or whatever the hell he was he was driving. It but, was uh, Miata. I had a Z3 that was Miata. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not um yeah. like made for anybody that's like yeah. over five five. And I know that because I'm five eight almost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Look, he, he um, did it right, though. It's a Mazda Miata. It's probably manual. It was black on red. It was a good-looking car. If you're sure. going to go swoon a gal, you yeah. might as well do that. But who are these nondescript hot girls that just hang around NXT all the time? Well, apparently this one is Tesha Tisha Price. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been on AEW Dark a few times. And... There you go. All right. Um, Now... Uh, so then, you know, he's like, uh, hey, so you're all about likes and views, a wall, a Wally. I like, he calls him Wally. I like that. I like, I like what, I like when the, when the, when the cocky baby face has nicknames for the heel. It's just, uh, tickles me in all the right places. Hey, Wally, you're all about likes and views, huh? Well, how do you like this view? Yeah. And he, and he drives away and then he says, oh, I'm going to get some views says says Grayson. So I should have known at the time that like, oh, that's his big plan. That's his big plan. This is sadly one of my favorite things on the show. Yeah. This, this segment and what Bivens did are basically the only things on the show that I liked. Um, That's it. Uh, yeah, so... And are we just gonna let him keep doing this yeah and not complete dummy? I'm actually completely in on that. If he's just gonna go around going... Yeah, but never say dummy and complete. No I, I'm so okay with that. Yep. Keep it around. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. I see. I've seen some people in the chat. You know, the usual types. Like, oh, you people want new stars, new stars, but they give the rub to this new star, and you're like, this is stupid. Um, I just don't like this particular new star they chose. Now, listen, I, we all have our own proclivities and our own biases. Uh, mine is, uh, I, I don't know. I Before this thing, um, Carmelo, uh, Carmelo Hayes was feuding with Johnny Gargano. I feel like he doesn't, I guess, need the rub because he's already a champion. Um, and he's moved on to other things, I suppose, now. But but he's still feuding with with Johnny's in canon son-in-law. Uh, maybe my maybe my boy Tony D gets the rub because he's I think has has a much uh, I, I guess maybe Grayson Grayson Waller needs it because Tony D is already over. Grayson Waller needs some rub, and they don't have anybody else to do this. But they literally don't have anybody shit, else to this do. Is go home, he like I just they continue to book heat on booking and not on characters and it i i hate it like it it makes sense with the i hate indie wrestlers even though we all ended up at the same place gimmick right. kind of and if they pay it off if gargano comes back here that makes sense but otherwise book anything else and just let johnny gargano have his moment yeah. i'm like excited it, but also nervous at the same time that like he is going to AEW and this was his send off. And because Vince is, feels like being spiteful, like this might be how he got sent off well, I mean, and they're going to like I, justify listen, it this way. I, I understand if you're going to have a match like Kyle O'Reilly did, 
you put over the guy on your way out. But yeah. the nerd guru says what should have happened is no attack, but Candace and Ciampa came out to hug him like the ending of TakeOver New York. That's called tasteful and respect. Yeah. I mean, but I guess the whole thing is that that if you're leaving, we don't respect you anymore, Johnny. And that's why that's why I feel like there's the, the door is at least open for him to sign a contract yeah. after paternity leave, which he might not have been granted anyway, let's be honest. If his contract was still going, they would have him come in all the time. So now it's like, well, my contract's up. I'm I'm I think Candace and I are good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and be a dad for like six months, and then we'll see. Maybe that's what he told them. Um, I don't know, but uh but it doesn't, it did not feel like he told them, no, I'm not resigning. I'm going to be at AEW and winter is coming. I don't think he told them that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's something there that's in the midway. Um, uh, yeah. I If I'm him, that's what I, I look, if I'm him and I don't know what it's like to be a wrestler or anything like that. But if I'm him, I'm seeing AEW contracts are coming up. I'm seeing ROH is on pause. And I'm seeing I'm going to be a dad in a few months. Like, what is, if you're financially okay, obviously. But, like, what is the rush then? Like, why wouldn't you see if there's room in AEW for you, if ROH is going to come back? Why wouldn't you? I guess maybe if you were going to the main roster, you'd want to jump in before Royal Rumble. But, like. If I'm that dude and I'm financially secure, yeah, I'm taking my time. Like I, I get that. So I, my my gut feeling, and this is completely hypothetical, is just that he he hasn't signed anywhere yet. Um, but yeah, I I didn't like this really under any circumstances, especially because they even gave like the cable time overage stuff. Like if that wasn't really him saying goodbye, if they like. Gave us like I could find an extra ten minutes to cut in the show. Believe me, I was able to cut a hundred or an hour and forty minutes out of the show. To be honest, so I just feel like that um, whether he's leaving, I felt like that was really distasteful. If he's staying and going to the main roster, I still don't love it. If he's coming back, it at least makes wrestling sense. I still don't like it, but logically in in wrestling world, it it makes sense. But I just don't know who. Waller continues against railing against these indie guys when there's not gonna be anyone left. Like I guess Roderick Strong kinda. Yeah. But the, it's not gonna be Kushida because he's in jacket time. Um, like I, I don't know who really fits that mold to get you to it, that that point. It's just it's just uh it's just Larry Knight. That's the whole thing. Where so he's not even. I get that he was on the Indies for a real long time, guys. Don't light up the chat again with that. I understand. I, 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 he's not I'm, indie I'm just, guy though. I'm telling like, you what they have on the roster, and that's about unless unless you're going to have him do do a Pete Dunn thing. But Pete Dunn apparently seems like he's you know involved with my boy Tony D. So I I mean it's yeah. Uh, let, let's let's get on these uh, super and humper chats about this whole thing. Uh, Shauna Walensky says, Alex, it could have been worse. It could be, could have been Von Wagner. Oh, wait, he destroyed Kyle. Never mind. Gabagool. Uh, thank you, and Shauna. Uh, Shotkit29 says, so the Aussie cartoon and WWE Encino Man get the rub from Kyle and Johnny leaving. Yep, I'm officially done with NXT, except, of course, for hashtag Kalex. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, uh, 
The Nerd Guru says, I'm very confused by this episode. I was so ready to give 2.0 a real chance, and they do this show with a cliffhanger. Oh, well, see you tomorrow, Kyle. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll be there tomorrow. Maybe maybe they'll wait and do a big debut at, uh, at Winter is Coming or Battle of the Belts or, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, hey, hey, maybe he's in the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal tomorrow oh. as a surprise. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm going to that show tomorrow, by the way, so. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a, <laughs> Cyclops is better than Wolverine sends a humper chat saying, I love the Indy face, uh, Indy Hartwell's face when Johnny came into the room talking about family to Indy and Dexter. Uh, that was a nice little moment too. Because um, really, like, she's, she's, a, she's made now in NXT. Like, I don't know about the main roster, but she's made now in NXT because of those, the way segments that she did with with johnny and candace um uh <laughs> volob says johnny should just hang back maybe do bola in january um yeah i mean i would love to see johnny wrestling do some johnny indie wrestling um, I honestly, I I have no idea what's going on with ring of honor but like i feel like the best thing for him over the next couple years might not be AEW because it is getting crowded over there. And I don't think the top of the card has a lot for him and he feels bigger than a mid carter. I think for him to be the guy at ROH, if they do revive themselves and to go crush the indies would be great and work new Japan. Come on, yeah. Johnny Gargano in new Japan. Let's go. Here's, here's, here's the thing, Kate. If there was somebody who knew what the hell they were doing, running this company, He'd be up on SmackDown as the top babyface right now. Oh, of course. I mean, because he he can go with anybody, and you don't have a good babyface on on SmackDown. You don't. You have Drew, but he's kind of tainted by his history. You have the the dried out husk of Jeff Hardy. Like you don't have, and you don't uh, even uh, have that right now. To be honest, like right. it doesn't look like right. So so like you don't have like a guy you could build with by getting him some good wins and like I mean obviously then. Was but yes, I suppose. I, I I just I write them off because I hate the king gimmick. No matter who is running it, really. I think I think, oh. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a lame thing. Like I think it's like you're not actually a king. You want a tournament. You got okay. But here's the thing. It is lame. But I I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that uh, that is your right. That is your and right. that is that is my right as an yes. American. But yes. I think um I. I, I think if somebody's made for it, it's it's King Xavier. Like I, I sure. really like what he's doing with sure. it, but I understand your complaint. You're not actually the king of something. You won a tournament. I'm a tournament mark. I, I love King of the Ring. I oh, think it's I, fun. I loved King of the Ring when the whole thing happened on one day. You'd have guys like wrestling three and four matches. And then if you won, the reason you won the tournament is because it guaranteed you a title match. And most guys, when they won it after their title match, weren't king anymore. Like you had to be king from the end of June till the end of August, and that was it. Now, some guys you had Macho King who like let it run for a while, but like most Booker guys who were king, like well, king but that was that was later. I'm talking about way back sure, in the yeah, day yeah. when it was like like in the 90s, like that was what it was. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to get into a SmackDown thing. I'll I'll be here forever. Um <laughs> I think that Gar Gargano has all kinds of yeah. Gargano <laughs> has all kinds of options, and I think that a lot of people who are like, "Well, I don't know where he fits in AEW," I'll tell you where he fits. 
having five star bangers anytime he gets in the ring with any of those guys. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's not so, a thing. Like, people don't recognize like how great his matches were in those takeovers. He is not only not only is he amazing as a singles wrestler, but like his tag stuff. Like, you could find a tag team for him to slot in, so and he was he's such a great. I don't know. He's such a great wrestler. And I honestly think he's a decent promo and an easy to root for babyface and showed that he can be a great comedy heel, a smart he really heel did. too. Like I didn't think that w- I had no idea that he had the way character. I had no idea he had that in him. I was like, you're turning Johnny Gargano heel. That's never like, going to work. And I was proven wrong immediately. Like father-in-law of a serial killer heel. Like I didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. But I'm with yeah. you. Like, um, who who do you have good matches against? Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia, CM Everybody. Punk, Darby Allen, Everybody. MJF. Like, there's there's no short list over there. Um, but regardless, I saw someone say like, you know, that they had they had their list of who they thought the the best NXT wrestler was, the soul of NXT. And the heart of NXT. And I think everybody kind of thinks that Johnny Gargano was the heart of, of NXT in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I agree with that tweet a lot. Like, I think when you think of Johnny Takeover, like, that's kind of... He's one of those guys that define that era, for sure. And it's also just ridiculous when you think about, like... You could do a Mount Rushmore of just NXT up till this point, right? Um, and I think... What's sad is that you could do, I, and I would be debating that for a long time, like truly who, who my, my NXT Mount Rushmore is. And then when you think about how the, those guys move on to the main roster, I don't think there's anybody past Brian Danielson that people would put on their like overall Mount Rushmore, which is sad. Like I, you know, I don't think anyone's putting Roman Reigns there. Like, some people put Cena there, and I understand why. But like post Brian Danielson, who is someone that would make anybody's Mount Rushmore? I, I, I don't think there is. Yeah. Um. But like that NXT one, you you could just salivate over, right? Like I don't know who I even put on there between Nakamura and Owens and Zayn and my God, just the women like Charlotte mm-hmm. and um. So that's that's something that makes me nervous with Gargano. Like if he is going to stick around and go to the main roster, like we have not seen successful handoffs for the men in oh, a no. very, very, very long time. No, and he'd, so. he'd be, he'd be dead in the water. He'd be, he'd be just, he'd be, he'd be, I don't know. Ricochet minus all the crazy high flying. I think basically he'd be some guy. We're like, Oh, we like that guy. Whoops. He lost in six minutes. He like, would that's... be beating Dana Brooke for the 24 seven title. <clears throat> Um, laugh because it's true yeah um money mark says aw is going to cleveland in february but i think that's january 26th and i mean i don't know i mean there's nothing saying he couldn't like do some appearances in like a a lighter schedule but i i he man you when you saw his face we started talking about that kid he's got on the way i really believe that wherever he goes if he goes anywhere else if he stays here, we're not going to see him wrestle again. I honestly think until that kid, you know, is several months old. Like he's gotten to be a dad. Like it's, and like from, from personal experience, like I, I could tell you, like it absolutely 
changes all of your priorities in your head about the rest of your life. So it's very possible. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm good for now. I mean, I'm not retiring, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be okay. Just be at a dad for a little bit. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure how he's going to, he's going to work from that. Um, uh, Volab says Johnny has been effectively written out of storylines and made Waller the biggest heel in the company. I hope Waller's not the biggest heel in the company. I mean, man, I don't know. I've just, ne I've never warmed to that guy heel or face. I guess we'll see what he does from now on. I'm not saying he can't do certain things. I just don't seem to really care. Look, this is the biggest emotional reaction I had with him. It was just go home heat, but it was yeah. heat. Like they're so obsessed with booking heat. Like yeah. it worked. I was really annoyed. I was really annoyed at what they scripted and not as him. Yeah. Um, but, but biggest heel, you know, if you asked me this weekend, I would have said Braun Breaker, but I guess he's kind of not a heel anymore. No, not, no. Both he and Tony D tonight turned face. Our face again. Like, so I don't know how that's possible. Tony D is up. Tony D is right down the middle. Tony but, D is. But Breaker absolutely came. Breaker came out today. We'll we're, we're talk about this out of order. But Brock Breaker came out today. Uh, Breaker, 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 Breaker came out today break, and said, break, break, said, those guys are the heart and soul. They built this place and I have nothing but respect for them. Okay, that's fine. You, you teamed with a, with, a, with a bunch of assholes. And we kind of, I guess, painted you with that brush. But we just and had like to... specifically to take out yeah. the people that you respect. But should we go to the top of the show? Because otherwise, yeah. it'll be all I over mean, the place. Yeah. And there's have, no way we have, we're getting we out of here in two hours. Of these, of these uh, Johnny <laughs> Yeah, Gargano let's, let's give so, Johnny Wrestling his due since NXT yeah. did it. Sean Blanford says uh, Johnny Wrestling for Bola, please and thank you. I mean, maybe not this year, but. Definitely, I want to see that. Um, uh, Mark Losper saying Gargano could just rock up at AEW on a per appearance contract if he felt like it until his wife gives birth. He has all the options right now, that's for sure. Um, yeah, schedule is gonna be a fit. I said this about Owens/slash soon to be Steen, I think. Yeah, um, I really truly think that that schedule is gonna be a deciding factor for some of these guys, like, yeah, it's uh both physically and like not having to leave to randomly go to Saudi Arabia a couple times right. a year and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, Miguel Ortiz says, I was hoping for Guy Gunnar to become the casino battle Royal surprise joker at double or nothing after his daddy duties. Now that seems like the right kind of timeline for what I'm talking about. If his wife gives birth in February, he can have a few months being at home with the kid and then he can start there and like something he could be the double or nothing joker and if he loses that match he doesn't have to like be on every show tony khan has, oh, yeah. has obviously showed that like he doesn't he's willing to work with guys so maybe that's something they might do um uh it's a shame they can't trade like couldn't you see them being like i'll trade brian cage for Jar johnny gargano <laughs> uh yes i could right yeah like that should be a thing. Thomas Lavalley says Johnny back with Chucky e. T feuding with heel Orange Cassidy. I have from the beginning been a huge proponent of an Orange Cassidy heel turn. People underestimate how powerful of a device apathy is, and him just being this guy who's a dick and doesn't care would be so good. Here's what I want to see though, because I again I know this would strain belief. From other people, from a certain set of people who like to talk on the internet. But 
if he turns heel, I need for him to do the kicks and the super kick spot, but with like a kendo stick or a chair. Just like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not that rules. <clears throat> no, but like... Here's here's a good if you if you're trying to wrap your head around what an Orange Cassidy heel turn would look like, he was on Colt Cabana's podcast before he launched um, Wrestling Anonymous, his second podcast, which is also yeah. very fun. But the way he took Colt Cabana to town, I was like, there is a heel turn in mm-hmm. this dude, and everybody that says he's one note is going to be eating their words when he does it. But. Um, Oh man, that would be such gangbusters! Gargano yeah. versus Steel Cassidy. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, we'll get back to some more of these uh, as we go on. I'm sure there's. Oh, I. We'll, we'll talk about this now. Mark Losper says, um, "As an Australian, apologies for Grayson Walla. <laughs> we might have no scene, but we like indie wrestlers for what it's worth." And Ronald Hollick says that heel Orange Cassidy becomes blood Orange Cassidy. I'm in. I'm in on blood Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, so um, the show starts with the Van Regner um, and Kyle O'Reilly cage match. And I would say, what, about 45% of this was just uh, Von Wagner giving Kyle O'Reilly a lazy Heimlich maneuver. Like it was just him like doing a, a bear hug from behind, but like not really cinching it in. And there was really no heat to it. And it was not great. And the finish, uh, his he, he, he turned, fully turned heel. Because Kyle O'Reilly attacked him before the match. Maybe maybe Kyle O'Reilly's going to work heel in this thing. Maybe Von Wagner saw the true nature of Kyle O'Reilly, so he attacked him before Kyle O'Reilly could attack him. Maybe, nope, nope, because Von Wagner went, went with the dick with, with dick punch. And so he turned fully heel. Punch him in the groin. Punch him in the groin. Get, get, he went, he did the Shinsuke hand. Nakamura heel turn. where When, it, when, when in doubt, just... You're twice the guy's size. Punch him in the dick. Yay! You won. Um, and uh, so that's what that's that's what we did. We did that. Um, and he he hit that. I don't know what that thing is. It's a like a unhooked spin to a slam thing. I don't look. He's good. been there for five years and can't throw punches. Like I don't know. Here's my thing. I've not understood what I'm supposed to take away from his character. I thought he telegraphed and was clumsy, but was holding his own in the ring. This exposed a lot of in-ring weaknesses, this match. Because he was kind of disguised in, like, tag matches. And then the title match was a four-way, right? Was it a triple threat? I think it was a four-way that he was in. So he wasn't in there that long, and he was protected. This this showed a lot of weaknesses, unfortunately, for Van Wagnerhausen, who just punches people in the groin now. Um, but this was, this was a crummy way for, for Kyle to go out, I think. And then I hate cage matches where they don't really use the cage that much. Use the fucking cage. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had a cage match on, uh, last night and that on- there was, there was, there wasn't, there wasn't even a reason for it to be a cage match. Like no. it was your cage match ends a feud. At least this one ended a feud. Like it began the feud and ended the feud. It was that thing that ended it. Like in the middle of a feud that Biggie is having with 
two guys. He takes one guy and puts him in a cage match where nothing changes no matter who wins. Like, it's not like if if Kevin Owens loses, he's out of the title match. No, like nothing happens. Dude. Like, you just don't just do a cage match for the sake of doing a cage match. The match was great last night. Not tonight. Last night. So unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just. Don't do the Brett and Owen leaping toward the cage spot. Like, come on, man. I didn't like that at all. But, yeah, this, um, I guess it made sense in that way. But, like, you have to use the the cage. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless. If you're just doing Heimlich maneuvers, then yeah. a friend of mine, my friend Brian, once said, uh, it's like then you're just watching a cage through lattice work if you're there live. Like, there's just no, <laughs> there's no point. Like, yeah. I, I just felt like if you're going to be Heimlich maneuvering people the whole time, use the cage more. Yeah. Um, and then the post-match beatdown thing was stupid. I didn't like yeah, it like he wasn't actually smashing his his head in the door or even his face in the door. Like you could tell like where they had set him up, like he wasn't actually taking any, any damage. And I'm wondering if Kyle was like, hey, I can't take any damage in this match because I got to be in a match tomorrow night. So, so I'm wondering if he might have told... Hey Vaughn, go easy on me. Cool. I'm gonna put you over, kid, but you go easy on me. Not in the face. Um, JW Pringle says, I've said it before. Von Wagner is who I would draw if you asked me to draw a nondescript wrestler. Just blurg. You said that that it's like the build a wrestler video it's game just, style just like, thing. Just like you don't even you're just like, I just want to create a wrestler and work on his moveset. Just give me, I'm not going to like do anything to his hair or his abs or anything. Just put something here and that's what he is. He's just a thing that just like, yeah. Uh, Wade Barrett on commentary said, he goes, you might not like it, but Von Wagner is a player in NXT. And I was like, well, you got that one right. Yeah. The only thing that could have been better would be like it. If he was like, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Von Wagner is a player in NXT. Yeah. But this is it. Like, yeah. Braun Breaker is clearly a face. So yeah. this is like their heel guy. Yeah. Like, what? <sighs> and he can't throw a punch. Like, oh, God, his footwork's bad. Like, this really exposed a lot of work that he has to do in ring-wise. This was not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I don't know what else to say about it. He's just not not ready for it yet. Um, uh, Matt Reichel says sends in a humper chat. Go to humperchats.com. Sends in a humper chat. Hey Alex, two point Kalex two point oh. Um, uh, God, I'm hoping Kyle makes the travel from Orlando to Long Island tomorrow. Rodolph, Johnny, and Kyle to put over Von Wagner and Grayson Waller. Don't get it. Um, well, I get Von Wagner. I think that was always kind of the plan. They were going to break up the tag team eventually, and Kyle was going to put over Von Wagner. That was always going to happen. But well, they it happened on a, on, a shorter, on a shorter timeline. So that's all. Um, I guess, and I get them putting over Grayson Waller, too. That doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> so uh, Ryan Sullivan says that Von Wagner is Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> that's fair I, Vigo, the scourge of Carpathia the sorrow of Moldavia command you command me lord 
I oh my god, love, he just gave you another impression. I, I'm I so love excited. Ghost, Ghostbusters too. Oh, the Ghostbusters two impression that I love to do is Doctor Janos Poha. That guy's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what do you think? This guy's not Game Bros. Blue Boy over there. He's Vigo. I love that kid. Uh, man, Peter McNichol in Ghostbusters two, one of the best comedic performances ever. Um. Uh, why are you came? Like, uh, I, I'll, <laughs> I will, I will pop for a, for a nondescript Eastern European accent any any time I get it. Guys, then why are you came? Leave a thumbs up for a nondescript European accent. <laughs> um. So, uh, yes, yeah, uh, Christopher Moreno <sighs> says there are photos on Twitter after the show, and Gargano was in tears, hugging Shawn Michaels, Champa, and O'Reilly. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. That's how he he sincerely went out. I'm gonna be pissed. I mean, pissed. it's just it's listen. It's the way it works. They're they're trying to trying to they're trying to make Grayson Waller into something. The same way they're trying to make Fetch happen with Trick Williams. They're trying to make Fetch happen with Grayson Waller, and this is the way they thought they could do it. And and Johnny honestly is an old enough, uh, an old enough, like old school enough guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely, sure. Let's get, let's try and get the kids something. On my way out, absolutely. Um, the the post match beatdown on this opening match and Gargano going out like this. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that does feel like, like in the same way, it feels like they punished Triple H for losing to AEW. It feels like hey, you're probably going to AEW, so let's punish you on the way out. Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna let you totally leave with tact, but mm-hmm. we also understand that you built this place, so yeah. we'll like kind of let you yeah Ugh. the nerd guru says thank you kyle you can rest now it's time to come home and that is undisputed undisputed um <laughs> seriously tony khan needs to buy that copyright it's only fitting i don't think they're gonna release that one uh ryan sullivan says alex is a ghostbusters 2 mark I love Alex so much, man. Yeah, I love Alex uh, so much. I... Kate does a show with me every Wednesday, but I love <laughs> Alex so much. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 is unfairly maligned, man. That is a great sequel. <laughs> so good. Um, and Samuel Galloy uh, sends in a, 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 um, a super chat um, uh, with an inside joke that I'm not going to get into on here. But he says, hey, Alex, did your barber have any opinions on WWE <laughs> having four cage matches in the span of three days? Yeah, he thought it was a bad idea. Probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, too much, too many cage matches in too short of a time. It doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't work. Um, yeah. Um, there was a Joe Gacy vignette that I missed. Did he say anything new in it? Just that they're going to demolish, basically. That... That even though essentially they lost, they they really won because it's, inclusivity, it, and they're gonna they're gonna demolish two hundred five. Well, Har- Harland has gonna have his in ring debut next week. Um, we should all prepare ourselves for that. Yeah, because because if they were like Von Wagner is ready now to be in a fatal four way for the dub for the NXT title, and they were like Harland, you gotta. Stay in the shadows for a while. We'll just have you walk around the outside. I mean, if they think Von Wagner is ready, but it took them like a couple extra months to do some seasoning on old Parker Boudreaux. Um, well, I think we'll if, see. 
I think that'll be, I think he's just going to squash people for a while, which is okay. Sure. I'm like, I'm fine with which that. Which is what actually. they probably should have had Von Wagner doing as a heel from the beginning. Like just throw in a different PC kid every week and let him squash people. Let let him get his, his sea legs under him. Don't put him in some weird storyline with Kyle O'Reilly that makes no sense. No, they should just like it's it's the one thing that they're doing well with AJ and Omas on the main roster is like they haven't exposed how green he is because they keep him protected. But yeah, I think that's where we're headed now. The vignettes are really well produced, and oh sure, yeah, they've got a great team there who knows what they're doing. Absolutely, and Joe Gacy is real good at this. <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta say, like he's he since they took the buzzwordy stuff out of it, this one was really good, and it felt it feels like these little mini horror movies, which is good. Yeah, bad for your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Let's get some more of these uh, super chats and stuff. Uh, talking about how you are now apparently officially on Fightful Select occasionally. Valab says now people can legitimately cancel their select subs because of Kate. Oh, it's so much fo- more fun when they cancel Fightful Select when I'm not on it because of me. That's just way more fun. <laughs> uh, Chris Mueller says I showed up for Kate Stefan bit, but I stayed for <laughs> Alex's hat. So that's good. Well, oh, we'll get to the Stefan bit because that yeah. whole that whole thing was so much crazy in like a minute. <laughs> yeah, the the bean kicked in. Says uh, says uh, Kate's smile warms my heart. Oh, and then well, he said, then he then he says that he loves me. Oh so. well, thank you. I didn't smile for like the entire two hours of NXT, so I'm <laughs> glad I get to be here. Um, and I love Alex too. Damn it. Yeah, uh, Viking wife. Says, have to catch you guys tomorrow and hope you have a great night. But boy, does my heart hurt after that. What did they do to my brand? Look look at how they massacred my brand. Dude, do you know ah. how, how depressing it's going to be when I go to Final Battle and ROH dies and I see NXT, the cruiserweight division, and ROH die in the yeah. same yeah. week? Not okay. Uh, Not some okay. stupid punk. Wait, is Johnny leaving NXT or WWE? What happened? Yeah, we don't, don't know. know. He's he's probably leaving both. Um, but he's definitely taking the next few months off to for to help Candice get ready for the baby and then be a dad for a few months. He might come back. Honestly, I I don't think that option is off the table. Um, but he also might go literally anywhere. But I'm not sure. But I think for I think for now. If I think for now he's he's gonna just be a dad for a little bit. I hope we're wrong and he and Kyle both show up tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um uh, I hope he leaves tomorrow as Johnny Diamond. That's what I hope. Oh wow. Um Yoko Littner uh sends in a humper chat saying today is the ninth anniversary of my dad's passing. Thanks, hashtag Calix for brightening what has been a rough day. Uh sorry for your loss. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier. You know, it's just one of those things. Every year, it sucks. Um, I'm I'm happy that we can do whatever we can to make you smile on a bad day. That's honestly part of the reason why I continue to do this stuff because it's a bad day for me every time I have to watch this crap. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy that I can make it a good day for you listening to me rag on it. Yeah, I'm um, so sorry for your loss. I just had the an anniversary of a grandparent passing too. It 
It sucks. Yeah. But you know what else sucks? NXT. That we can laugh about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got Braun Breaker coming out saying, sure you know, saying, hey, I'm uh I'm gonna come after Ciampa again. You you can't you can't keep up keep me out of here late. Ciampa wasn't on the show tonight. Um, he was there because he came out to like say hi to Johnny afterwards, but he wasn't on the show, which I thought was a choice. I was waiting for him to interfere with Grayson Waller to, to run out to run off to run Grayson Waller off. Yeah. Um, at least attempt to. Uh, but that that would have been actually almost worth it. Like if the next thing because Bra- something Braun, up. Braun, uh, spoiler alert, we're about to talk about it. Braun's next thing he's doing is Roderick Strong. They could they could actually extend that for a little bit and have Ciampa's next thing be Grayson Waller as revenge for what Grayson did to Johnny Gargano. Which they, I think they, might be where it goes I think anyway. That's probably where it's going anyway, but it would have been nice to like start it in the in, in right now. Like part of the storyline happens when when uh, when Ciampa runs him off. It's I don't like know. wrestling 101, man. Just have him come on. Out, run off Grayson Waller, stand in the ring with Gargano and Candace at the end. Yeah. Makes it so much more palatable. Um, so then Diamond Mine music hits. Um, and uh Malcolm Bivens, God bless Malcolm Bivens. Uh, <laughs> he comes out and uh he says the Cree brothers are gonna demolish uh uh Brooks and Dunn, Briggs, Briggs and Jensen, double vest in the beach. Um, and uh and before we do that, we wanted to talk to you because now I'm gonna let you handle this because I I honestly I agree with you, but I think you, you're gonna you're gonna tell the story better. Um, that Malcolm Bivens figured out a way to explain this whole cruiserweight thing not being a cruiserweight thing anymore. Um, and and God bless him for it. Yeah, so I don't know if this is actually true, but his justification for it was basically Bivens saying that he had run through everybody that was under the 205 weight limit and because so many of them have been released and the ones that I can kind of think of quickly off the top of my head have lost to him that actually does make some sort of sense I still hate it because I personally just love the cruiserweight division and I love 205 live there there isn't one anymore so I I understand like Roddy like I would fight them I've beaten all of them nobody's a challenge so I'm going to be a fighting champion, even if there aren't any challengers. So then I'm going to open this up so there can be challengers. I thought, I think that's actually kind of badass. Like it's I'm a way to do my... it to make him and make him look strong in the process, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I popped for him calling him LeBron. LeBron. Lebr- LeBron. Bra- that's Braun is obviously short for LeBron. Obviously. Um, break obviously. Obviously. Um, JK Schwalz in the Hubbard chat saying first 2.0 episode. I made it more than 15 minutes in before turning it off. This one, God bless. Wish I ha- wish I had turned it on. All hail Ma- Malcolm Biffins, though. Yeah, he's um he's really he's really special. Um he makes things in a world that makes no sense make sense. He's the closest thing there right now functioning to a William Regal, like which is good. I would I wish. William Regal was back. I wish there were rules that made sense, but he always finds something to create logic, which is what a good manager is supposed to do, in my opinion. Like, it it always makes sense in that 
He's either trying to protect his guys, make his guys look strong, or make it make sense in the world that it's in. Sometimes all three, which is really, really difficult to accomplish. But this was the closest save the Gacy inclusivity talk like that. They, they clearly need to rebrand this thing anyway. They've been killing it off for a while, right? This is a, a way to do that that makes Roger Strong, I almost call him Riddick Moss every time. Roddy and Riddy, my, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, this makes him look, this makes Roddy Strong look strong. Yeah. Like a strong fish, you know? Yeah. A strong fish next. Um, I... And I liked Breaker's half of this, too. I like that he goes, whatever I got to do to get back to Choppa, man. Smart, yeah, uh, smart I'll, baby I'll, face I'll, work. I'll, I'll fight, I'll fight your, your boy, Strong. I'm, I'm assuming this is for the title, um, which is interesting, um, because I, I don't feel like you're actually. You're, this is definitely going to end in the DQ of some kind, because you're not actually going to put, um, uh, you're not going to put the cruiserweight title on Breaker, and you're not going to put Strong over Breaker. So you're going to do something different. But um, later in the night, Carmelo Hayes uh, has some words for Bivens. And for Roderick Strong is not even there. I think what they're going to get to is a uh, a unification bout. I think so too. Strong versus um, versus uh, Carmelo Hayes for whatever they're going to call it. The one, the singular undercard mid card title for the men in NXT. They're going to combine them into something. I don't know what they're going to call it. The Somerset they... County. I'm convinced it's going <laughs> to it's going to get more specific. Like if you have a North America title, I yeah. want it to get so granular that it's like school districts fighting each other at some point. Let's yeah. get that many titles in the picture. That's yeah. what New Japan should be doing. They have that many titles that they can probably fight like yeah, I county to county. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 very intrigued in 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 them doing that. If that's what they're gonna do, because there aren't any more cruiserweights because Vince fired them all. Then... And less titles is better when that's the case. When that's, you know when what that's I mean? The, when when yeah. they don't have enough people to to to, to do it, like I I because I, I but I also I just I love so much the idea because 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 you had people who were the north like, I mean this isn't their fault. This is the way they were booked, but like. I mean, Swerve Scott beat beat Bronson Reed for the for the North American title in June, and defended it literally once before he lost it in October. Like, there's that's not that's not okay. Like, I I love the idea of Roderick Strong saying, "I am I am getting rid of." I don't think he should be able to. I think he should have to talk to William Regal about it personally. But I do love him saying, "I'm going to get rid of this weight limit." And I'm gonna face all comers because I can beat anybody. Um, Marco Dominguez sends Humber Chat saying, "So we have the NXT Open Weight Title." Like, I don't think they're gonna call it that, but in in essentially, essentially, yes. Um, and that that becomes a thing that that can be the workhorse title. I don't know if they're gonna ever gonna do that because they've obviously decided that doesn't exist on the main roster. The Intercontinental Title has been defended once since august so um prob probably there's no more workhorse titles in all wwe but nxt could be that's what it used to be nxt north american champion used to be the title because you have to wait and build a story for the for the main title but nxt north american championship matches happen on regular tv all the time they had 
oh, such amazing history with so many great guys there. You have the guys who are talented enough to face each other for that belt. I think that could be something at least that would keep me like not hating literally every second of this show. If there's if they every now and then they would have like a Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong, you know, uh match. Not hating every second of the show. This was one of those episodes. This was one of those episodes. Save the segment. Um, I think I think unifying that is good rather than letting it stick in the mud. And I think you know, it just sucks because like I'm a fucking mark. I like that there's lineages to these belts. Yeah. And to your point about Swerve not defending it in 900 years, they're doing this shit all over the main roster, too. Look yeah. at Nakamura. He hasn't defended the IC title in, like, three and a half months. It's terrible. To so um, hang out with Rick Boogs. Like, I don't know, man. So, um, they had uh, Braun Breaker accept the challenge, and then very brusquely push past uh, um, uh, Malcolm Bivens to leave. And the Creed brothers didn't do anything about it. Like, I would think at least one of them would have tried to, and Bivens would be like, no, because you can't actually have them throw hands with Braun Breaker. But they also looked like they were chumps who who didn't, like... And then again, they were booked to be chumps because they had a tag match with, with uh, Double Vest and the Beach. Um, and I, I don't know, man, Double Vest and the Beach aren't my jam. Uh, and the Creed brothers looked awesome for the first couple matches they had. They, they were booking them like super strong, man. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> I really liked them and I was like, they better beat these yahoos. And they didn't because of the dumbest reason ever. GYV is sitting at ringside a, com a commentary and 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 then also Imperium is up in their little uh, raven's nest uh watching everything for some reason. But you know, James Drake gets up and rips the uh tag rope off of Double Vest in the Beach's corner and then Double Vest tries to tag in but there's no tag rope and he's literally like searching for it. Where where did it where did it go? Where's the where's the tag rope? And then he tries to tag in, but the ref's like, "No, you can't tag in. No tag. There's no tag rope. You can't tag in." And I was like, "This is really how they're gonna have Double Vest and the Beach lose?" No, just kidding. This is how they're gonna have Double Vest and the Beach win because the distraction caused by the no being there, no tag rope, allowed the Beach. To roll up one of the Creed brothers, not sure if it was Brutus or Julius, but then again, who cares? And get the victory was a ridiculous thing that happened. I've never had seen anybody doing anything with this with a tag rope before in that way. Like that's never been a thing, except for maybe with like the revival was around. Nobody's ever had to hold the tag rope in an NXT match before. I mean, they have good for them, but it's not like been a deal. Um. Okay, so I'll say this. For Brooks was selling, I think it was Brooks, was selling really well in this match, I thought. I was like, okay. Like, at least he's he sold a kick really well. Um, he looked at least serviceable in the ring. I did not like the tights 
of the Creed brothers. They looked like concrete, which as we all know was Techno Team 2000's thing. Um, But they should always be wearing singlets, just not those ones. I... I have just written in my notes what kind of fucking dorks take a tech rope. And, which is a fair question on my it part. It is. And, double on that. Um, I They just did this on, on Raw, where the wrong team got distracted. Was it Raw or SmackDown? The wrong team got distracted. Yeah. With, with it, it was on it was on SmackDown, right? Because it was it was Which Boogs one? and Knock and the oh, yeah, Viking yeah, yeah. Raiders. Yeah, they so were the Viking trying to Raiders. distract. They were trying to distract Los Lotharios and ended up distracting everybody. So Los Lotharios got the roll up victory on the Viking Raiders. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and then Boogs and Nakamura and the Viking Raiders just didn't care, and they just rocked out. To their theme on guitar. I was like, that was one of the dumbest endings to a match I've ever seen. And they were like, let's basically replicate that here. I just, I hated this. And I actually kind of liked what was going on between the ropes. I think the Creed brothers are great. Um, I felt like Brooks and Dunn were holding their own. At least looked serviceable. Like they always at least look good enough in the ring that I can buy into it. I wish they were, like, a little bit more brawly. Like, I don't like the character very much anyway, but, like, if you're going to be those guys, if the thing that you connected over was the fact that you got in a bar fight, like, be a little more brawly. Like, be a little more, like, John Moxley feeling, kind of like Eddie Kingston, I'm going to come there to kick your ass kind of thing. Um, but that's, we're in developmental, right? This tag rope thing and Imperium watching from their nest was just fucking weird. I... <laughs> so much of this um and and the distracting the wrong team consequence thing was just just stupid and you're right i don't think nxt has ever held the tag ropes like sacred enough um i just i hated this and like also referee tag match rope or tag ropes don't just suddenly disappear are you that dumb they don't just go away. Obviously, someone can You weren't holding okay. the tag rope. There is no tag rope. I don't care, young man. That doesn't what? matter to me. On We're playing earth. by the rules here. And then that didn't even that didn't even determine the outcome in, in the appropriate way. I just J Blood says double vest and the beads <laughs> are the Hallmark Channel Briscoes. Oh no, that's so good. <laughs> they remind me how much this show feels like a parody of wrestling. Um, they're they're either the Hallmark Channel Briscoes or the Hallmark Channel Smoking Guns. Like, yeah, like it's just without the cowboy hats, but they're basically the same characters. They wrestle in jeans and cowboy boots, except for one of them's got a double vest for some reason. It's Florida. I know it's winter time, but it's Florida. What are you okay. doing? What are you putting okay. on layers for? But like everybody wears a scarf with no clothes in wrestling, uh, so I'll let that one go. Yeah, I'll su- <laughs> I, su- I suppose. The JW Pringle continues the saga. Says hi, Kate's mom and dad. The show was a, little, was a thumbs down, <laughs> but you guys are a thumbs up. Mary Chrysler. Ah, uh, they're the best. My parents rule. They're so um, cute. Uh, so let's just go directly into the thing that happened backstage where double vest and the beach are, are celebrating their victory. Right. And and then um, big time poopy boy 
uh, Ikamanjiro shows up uh, with with his sidekick Kushida because that's honestly how it feels right now, and it makes my blood boil. And they're like, "You guys beat the Creed Brothers. You're so great. What would you like to go eat gallons of ice cream and poop with me?" I mean, I think that's what Ikamanjiro said, but I'm not really sure. Um, you know, because they made sure his accent is extra thick. Um, so then uh, they're like, "Yay, hooray!" And then the GYV shows up, and you guys cheated. We cheated, but you weren't supposed to win. You cheated, you cheated, and uh, and then <laughs> Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter walk by, and they're like, "A win is a win." Got two extra Tantra tickets. Who wants them? And Double Vest and the Beach are like, "We'll take those," not even knowing what concert they're going to. And then they leave, <laughs> and and then there's everybody's arguing, and they leave, and then Wendy Chu stands up from behind the little. It looks like it was like a, the break room. Like she stands up from behind the Formica countertop. She's wearing like little pigtails and her 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 sleepy pajamas, and she's she's holding a a a, a, a big pillow, and she slurps from a big slurpy, and then she she stands up and she walks back. Mei Ying, what happened to you, Dragon Lady? Now your gimmick is that you take naps. What the hell's going on, Kate? You forgot one of my favorite parts, which was that in wrestling, if you knock out a ref, it takes 25 minutes for them to find a new one. Yeah. Backstage, there was a box of refs that just spilled and they were all there <laughs> to sort out the concert yeah. ticket. Yeah. Sensitive operation or whatever the fuck Dragon Lady scenario. This was my this I said on on Twitter that this felt like Stefan from from yeah. SNL yeah. and Chris Muller from um, Bleacher Report tweeted, "It has everything: a sleeping Chinese dragon lady, cowboys, a Japanese guy in a rainbow blazer who takes massive dumps on camera for a show trying to appeal to kids." I almost fell off my chair. <sighs> um, I just this was like forty seconds long. And fit so much insanity. I'll tell you what, William Regal was right. They do need an enforcer around because what the actual fuck is happening backstage? Come on. And yeah, I was like, so when there's not a harem, it's just people going to concerts and a college student that's actually a 5,000 year old dragon lady sleeping. I'm, I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. About yeah. all of this. Yeah. What what does literally any of this lead to? Like, I don't know. Mark Losper says, I don't watch the show, therefore I didn't see this segment. I think I speak for everyone when I say, <laughs> huh? Yep. If yep. you did see if the you, segment. You would, you you would have the same reaction. There it is. Yeah. You would have the same reaction. Uh, Paul Hensler says, JW Pringle, and also okay. with you, season's greetings. Christmas tree emoji. He put um, our the train around our Christmas tree today. Oh, that's right. The rules. Um, the Christmas Sean Walensky says NXT 2.0 is now this is Spinal Tap for wrestling. No, Spinal um, Tap was actually could play their fucking instrument. It was good. And Jay Blood says, "Well, whiskey came out of my nose for case to <laughs> Man, I I I don't drink whiskey. Sounds really good because <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna need to start drinking again because. 
Well, if you have Jesus. whiskey, then we're going to get in a brawl and we're going to be a tag team. <laughs> oh, man. And we're going to fight the Creed brothers and something's going to happen with the tag rope and we're going to win. Um. So. This is not whiskey. This is the last of a Diet Pepsi that I'm rage drinking. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan sends a Humper Chat saying, Well, Alex called the dumb thing with the wig. I would say he's a genius, but really he just remembers the other 50 times it was done. Um, I didn't think it was going to look like this, but then again, I should have thought. I mean, I was like, he's going to wear a bad toupee, but I thought it would at least match his natural hair color. Like, it should be a bad toupee and an obvious one, but instead he came out wearing a full wig that is the color of, like, Ric Flair hair from 1989. And it's, and he says, uh, oh, uh, everyone on the internet said that Cameron Grimes shaved me bald. But as you can see, that didn't happen because I have a full head of hair. And I'm like, you, you're... Th that's it. Duke Hudson's dead now. You killed him. There's no way you could, like... Nope, I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing you can do now. I don't I'm just I don't get it. I don't get it. And then he puts on a, a thing of headgear, and then Cameron Grimes comes out, and Cameron Grimes says, I did shave you bald, woohoo! Also, and I was like, that, that doesn't count because you cheated. You grabbed the tights, which he totally did, and you, you shouldn't have won. That's fine. Let's do this again, but now we're gonna do it. No holds barred. Woohoo! And so they're gonna do a no holds barred match next week and then they actually have a graphic that they've set up with poor duke hudson wearing that friggin wig it looks like a, it looks like a kid's costume wig for like like hard times era dusty rose <laughs> you shaved me bald daddy but i'm gonna get you back in our no holds bald man comes out in a polka dot Here's the thing. I still don't really know why they don't like each other. Yeah, it's true. I I sincerely have no idea why Cameron Grimes has a problem with Duke Hudson. The only thing that's happened is he beat him at poker. And then he also beat him in a hair versus hair match. So he didn't have to cut his hair. Why does he give a shit about Duke Hudson? It makes no sense. I don't understand why this is a no-holds-barred match. I'm guessing so that he can violently de-wig him. Yeah. I just... Man, these are two of the guys that should be at the top of that card that they are just dragging straight into the ground. Duke Hudson's so good, man. What are you doing? Like, this? This? This is what you have? Mm-hmm. I just um, and he didn't shave him bald. Cameron Grimes came out and was like, "I shaved you bald." Let, no, you did not. We if, all saw it. If when that wig is removed next week during that match, if he's actually fully shaved bald, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scream because he doesn't want to be bald, and he wouldn't he wouldn't finish the job. He would wear the he would wear the thing until it all grew back, and then he would like, "See, I'm fine." That would be what he would do if Cameron Grimes wouldn't remove the wig but I, 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 uh... and he's trying Duke Hudson's trying so hard he's trying so hard he said luck is for losers in the poker game because he knows I'm a CM Punk mark he did that specifically for me yeah. Yeah. like and even in this 
he tried to make it make sense. And there, it's almost like a creative challenge. Like, how stupid of a thing can we give Duke Hudson to challenge him to make it make sense? Yeah. Um. Anyway, they have their stupid match that's going to happen next week. That'll be a lot of fun to talk about. I'm real nervous that Cameron Grimes is because there's no holds barred is going to end up with this haircut. I mean, really sincerely, they're going to extend this stupid feud until uh new year's evil until they're gonna the have, a match, they're gonna have a, a match at new year's evil they're keep on keep on going with it it's gonna be forever dexter loomis fought carmelo hayes dexter loomis he got a serial killer yeah who escaped a, from hospital he's escaped from a hospital he cleared himself with his broken hand and he fought um he fought Carmelo Hayes, who is the North American champion, and to make sure they protected um, both the North American champion, which I get, and also the babyface serial killer, they had Trick Williams deliberately cause a, a DQ um, so Carmelo wouldn't lose. Like, I'm Dexter Loomis can get pinned. It's allowed. You can do it. Uh, it's a it's allowed you you can do that he's not being protected for anything i don't think i'm pretty sure i've seen him lose before like i don't understand why this is a why why we're doing this but, why do you right. need to protect a serial killer i this at this point of the show i got sincerely mad because i started thinking about like the fact that the talent has to go out and do this. I'm never angry at the talent. I hope that's very clear. I'm angry at what they make them do because this is the biggest load of crap. He escapes from the hospital. I guess his hand was apparently so badly injured he needed to be hospitalized. Yes. His hand. Yeah. Not an infection because it got cut open and he's a serial killer and let it. His hand was so badly broken he had to stay in a hospital for like a month. That makes no fucking sense. Indy Hartwell doesn't come out here at all. She's been pining for her husband who's been in a hospital. She conveniently can't ever go really see him because she always has to wrestle a match when she'd have an opportunity to. Doesn't come out here. And nobody says anything about the fact that the guy who escaped from a hospital is just apparently medically cleared to fight for a title. That's all fine. And then Trick Williams, who I don't know if he's a tag team partner or valet or whatever the hell he is, is just out there. Because just like on the main roster where your Intercontinental Champion might be in a tag team with a Rick Boogs or a singles competitor, the same shit is happening here. Everything about this was fucking stupid. I believe the preferred term for Trick Williams is arm candy. Barf. Uh... This missed for me. Mellow? It's not your fault. Mellow's great. For me. I love Dexter Loomis. This doesn't make a lot of sense to have them have the match to begin with. In Why this are they even fighting each other? Well, remember it went because because Dexter Loomis's haunted house was scary six weeks ago, Kate. That's why. A haunted house was scary. It was very scary. No it made way. Trick Williams made made Trey Williams go pee pee in his pants. So he doesn't like. He gets so scared whenever he sees Dexter Loomis. I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't Except know. Except for when he's interfering with matches to keep him from winning. No, Other then, than then, that. He's allowed, then he's allowed to punch him. Then he's allowed only then. Only then. It's okay. I it's terrible. 
I I couldn't even watch the ring action really. Like I could not get engaged. It's it's because there I was like, how do you have three people involved in six things that make no fucking sense? Like yeah. I just yeah was so annoyed. Yeah. Um Douglas Johnson going back to the Cameron Grimes segment says I miss Trevor Lee. We all do. Brendan Towngate says I can feel Kate's pain through the screen when talking about Hudson and Grimes. Also, probably when talking about Mello and Dexter, um, Mark Losper says, uh, "Let's not make he- light of mental health. Get help if you need it." But, and I've said this before in many other in many other occasions, there are several shows. This being one of them, that if you needed to like evidence in like we're gonna have you we're gonna have you committed, Vince. I think that, that like this is a thing. Um, then this would be all you would need to show. Not just Vince, anybody. Like, whoever came up with this, this person needs help. And here's the evidence for that. And then they would, like, the the the, the court would be like, yes, you actually have to be remanded. Uh, you're not allowed to, to to take care of yourself anymore. It just, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's not even, like, for heat or for any reason. It's just, this is all crazy. And we, and I don't know, man. Um, you know what the good thing about being this angry is, though, Alex? Hmm. It kind of keeps me like awake. Oh, you know what I mean. But like okay. before this, mm-hmm. earlier in the day, yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay awake. If only there was some sort of coffee. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Do you think our friend Sean Ross Sapp would know anything about that? I mean, he might. He would know more than me. I don't drink coffee. Okay. What am I doing with my life? I got to wake up at the crack of eleven. I need a new job. I'm too tired for this. Psych. Ah, that's because I got four Sigmatic coffee. I never tried coffee before four Sigmatic. I was afraid of feeling jittery, but then I heard about four Sigmatics perform coffee, and lately I've been having it in the morning. It's infused with lion's mane for focus, cordyceps for performance. Uh, as I've highlighted in the past, sometimes I've got some memory issues. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I worry about retaining things like that. Four Sigmatic helps out an awful lot. This stuff is legit. I'm more productive, focused, energetic, and feel on top of my game. You can also use it in a pre-workout if you want. It's easier on the gut. You don't have that jittery feeling. And you're probably wondering, what, cordyceps? Mushrooms? What Does it taste like mushrooms? No. The flavor's rich and smooth. Perfect cup of coffee with all the added functional benefits. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, and they back their product with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it, it's free. What do you have to lose? You lose your wild morning 11 a.m. hair like this. That's for sure. I've worked out an exclusive offer with them just for Fightful listeners. Save 20% on your first order at the Four Sigmatic website. That's foursigmatic.com slash Fightful. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. Use that coupon code Fightful at checkout. 20% on anything you want. Check it out. Wake up. Sean fiddles with his hair as much as I do, and that's a shoot, brother. It's true. I would. (laughs) I would, but I don't have any hair. I just have I have funny hats. I was gonna say, plus you got a real fun hat on. Um, 
I learned that lion's mane is a mushroom. And it's not a mushroom, like... and not like actual lion's mane, which would seem no. bad if you did that. Which a reminded me of Pineapple Express, which reminds me of this next segment oh, about God. weed, because I thought this show couldn't get worse, and then, oops, sure did. Listen, the segment itself, honestly, like, it's 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 stupid, but, like, the, the substance of it is be yourselves, trust each other, that's the secret to tag team wrestling. Like, I don't know why Matt Riddle, by the way, the shaman is Matt Riddle. Matt. I don't know why Matt Riddle is considered an expert in tag team wrestling. Yes, he was a one-time NXT tag champ and a, and a one-time current Raw tag champ. Okay, fine. But anyway, like, the substance of that is fine. And I understand why these guys would be drawn to each other. Okay. You're going to talk about why the segment sucked because of how they played it. I'm going to talk about why the segment sucked because they took five weeks to get here. And the payoff is Matt Riddle. Like, that's the best payoff you have. And also, you lied to me because last week when they showed up at the shaman's place, he was super backlit. And he was wearing a long sleeve, like compression t-shirt and combat boots. And now it's Matt Riddle wearing a t-shirt and flip-flops. Like, don't lie to me. You you deliberately tried to send me down some other way. Like, what wrestler is famous for wearing combat boots while wrestling? Nope. It's just it's just Matt Riddle because you decided it was. And you really had to take five weeks. Like, MSK were the champions. They lost a title match. They never got a rematch. And you've kept them off TV, like, from wrestling on TV for a month and a half so you could do this. That was the payoff? This whole thing was for this payoff? Really? I mean, the segment is, like, whatever. I understand the comedy you were trying to go for doesn't work. It's not accurate. Screw you guys, but but all of all of that for this, Alex. Like I just first of all, I don't smoke weed. I know people who smoke weed. They've never acted like this. Not once. Not once have they ever acted like anything that I've seen over the past six weeks. And not once have they acted like Matt Riddle. They don't ride around on scooters. They don't drive seven miles an hour. Um, so this is not how people that smoke weed act. On top of that, to your point, they dropped the title to do fucking this. Are we kidding? I mean, honestly, I think this, all this, was meant to get them over. So that when they come back and they start wrestling tag matches again, they're not going to get booed. Honestly, I think that's what this all was. Oh, don't you love these guys? Remember that road comedy they did for five weeks where you laughed at their jokes and you thought they were cute? Um, now you're going to cheer them, right? And I feel like that's not going to happen here. If they're getting a reaction of getting booed, just turn them the fuck heel. I don't... God, they don't I don't... Be. They don't want them to be. For I some just... This was so dumb. This was so dumb. If it wasn't RVD, I thought it was going to be Elias, which I wasn't excited about, but looked like the shadowy figure. 
It ended up being Matt Riddle, who, again, don't show Vince you're funny because then that's the only thing you are. There's no dimension to Matt Riddle, a a phenomenal in-ring wrestler, other than the fact that he gets high and now wears the blazer on SmackDown and pretends to be a journalist. Um, I... <laughs> All right. Like, what am I... Where does this even... Where does this go? Are they going to go fight uh, periods M- MS- tag titles? MSK under is the... coming back next week, probably, to wrestle a match. Well, hopefully um, they find the tag rope between now and then. Yeah, well, you know, they... Yeah, eventually they'll find it. I think it's in James Drake's pocket. Um... Whatever. I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know how this helps. Honestly, I don't know how this. What is this? Here's is, something. Is Riddle working on NXT now too? No, like no, it, no, 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 no. He's just here for this thing. Teach them how to be good tag people again. Um, but the other thing is that, like, obviously, this didn't take them five weeks to travel. They weren't standing in the doorway of Riddle's apartment for a week, like. I don't like the when you do it this episodically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like when did this all you you edited it weird on purpose for I don't know why you did that. That doesn't help anybody anything. But um I think they're gonna I think they're gonna honestly have MSK come back, probably beat uh Grizzly Young Vets because they're a comedy heel team now, um, which is kind of disgusting considering how good they are. Um, and then, uh, and then they're going to be like, Oh, you love these guys now. Right. And I mean, I don't know, probably not. So yeah. Um, this, the, when you do, when you undertake this kind of storytelling, the question must be asked immediately. What is this an aid of? What are we trying to do with this? And are we sure reasonably sure we'll be able to do that when we spend this much time over several weeks committing to this bit they are so bad in this company at having big reveals and having to pay off a match whatever the reveal has been yeah the funkasaurus being brodus clay didn't work out mm-hmm. the anonymous raw general manager being hornswoggle under mm-hmm. the ring not great like they consistently do this and it's so easy to not do this yeah i i don't understand it it was this on top of the match that made no sense in six different ways. Yeah. Um, really, like Mandy Rose had a thing after this, and I, I couldn't even. I, I can't tell you what Mandy Rose said. A, because her stuff is generic as shit, and B, yeah. I couldn't pay attention because I was just the- like, great, sure. Is of course it's Riddle. Why would it be something that's actually like compelling or new or different? The next, um, the next thing, um. That that I that, that I'm going to talk about within this little segment briefly is the bag that has the drugs in it. You don't set up the bag that has the drugs in it and not have it pay off in a comedic fashion. That there's not actually drugs in it. What is in it is blank, and you can come up with whatever you want, but it can't be. Hey, so man, why don't we share what's in the bag, yo? And they open it up and they go, "Whoa!" And then you cut away so that it's weed. It's weed. You like, it's weed. It's drugs. Like, what is it? Like, make the funny joke of it's actually 
gummy bears. I love gummy bears. And they eat them. And it's like stupid, but at least it's not whatever you think it is. Wink, wink. Like it's, that's dumb. Don't do that. Um, don't do that. It should have been souvenirs from their journey all over Florida. Sure. Um, James Bauer says this week on everyone loses, nobody gets over. Um, and uh, James Nepper says, I think the writers are smoking whatever's in the bag for sure. Is it weed? Maybe. Will it ever make sense? Maybe. I mean, um, I don't smoke weed, but from what I understand, it and sometimes helps you get creative juices flowing. So I'm going to say they are not smoking whatever is in the bag. Um, Mandy has some stupid promo as they're walking to the ring. Blah, about blah, blah. How, about how bitches, we're the best blah, ever. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, nothing, nothing, it doesn't help or hurt anything. It's just a thing that she says. And then, um, toxic attraction wins a squash against Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon. Uh, I don't have anything to say about this. Uh, they, they won the match. It was a squash basically. Chavis jobbers, whoever jobs. And after the match, Maddie comes out and shoots on, on, on Vic Joseph for some reason. I know you're looking at me, Vince, Vic Joseph, who's like engaged to Mackenzie Mitchell, who does the backstage interviews in WNXT. So are they starting that? Are they starting a thing there now? I don't know. Well, who cares? I didn't know that was a real life fun fact. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, they're, they're cute together. He is legitimately three times taller than she is. Like he is a <laughs> tall boy. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, she tells him to stop drooling. Whatever. Um, also, her fur thing sucked. Yeah, it Sorry. was bad. But then she's inter- interrupted by Cora Jade, who's wearing a sling. And I was like, please don't have her like, uh, just kidding. I'm not actually wearing a sling. And tucked inside my sling is a tiny skateboard. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, I want her to actually sell that injury. Like, she had to have her arm reset during the match. Don't have her just like, oh, it was fine. The 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 the, the doctors checked me out and I'm cleared to wrestle. Like Dr. Like Shirai. Have, have her have her have her sell it. And I guess they are. But she says that she, hey, look, look, I I won war games and I pinned you two weeks ago. So when's my title match? Well, how about when you're healthy, Cora? Um, but they decide they're gonna beat her up, and then Raquel runs out with a chair as the equalizer. Not the equalizer, because that's Draco Anthony. Um, but anyway, she runs them off, um, and they have a little backstage segment where, like, thanks for having my help. And then Cora Jade cuts a really bad, um, over overwritten promo, like, "Hey, I mean, we won War Games, and I did pin Mandy two weeks ago, so maybe I could become NXT Women's Champion." And it's like, I know you talk better than that because I've seen you in backstage interviews. Like, like where they do like stuff just, just for Twitter and stuff. It, it makes sense. And she sounds like a normal person. Why are they, why are you telling her she has to say everything like this? Stop telling her to do that. It, it doesn't make her endearing at all. And then Raquel says, actually, I should get the, t- I should get the title match. And then Kaylee Ray says, here's an aluminum bat. You should use this to hit people with it. And she says, well, what do I, what, what do you use? Oh, don't worry. I've got lots of them. So she's just got a collection of aluminum bats. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is made of either. But okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's really great video on the internet of Cora Jade and my best friend CM Punk that you got guys yeah. should go seek out. It's That's really, really sweet. 
Um, now, inauthentic as the promo sounded, it at least made wrestling sense. Like, that was my whole thing with War Games, was like, at least you are building someone with wins. And even though this promo was unnatural, at least she pointed out things like, hey, I beat this woman. Yep. And our team beat this woman's team. Um, so I, it at least made sense, which I am grasping at straws for on this show. So I will take that. What didn't make sense in the ring stuff with Mandy was she was like, I want to face you. And Mandy goes, you're not the one. And then goes, get in the ring with me right now. And I was like, but you literally just said she's not the one. That made no sense at all. Um, and she's hella injured. Um, so didn't love that. There are some viable contenders, at least for, like, Raquel can go face Mandy because Cora's injured, right? So that's good. Uh, as can Kaylee Ray. I, I missed the part where she said she had more baseball bats, and I was like, why is there only one bat in the world? Like, just go to Dick's Sporting Goods. But I guess she has more which is kind of fun. But I'm like, you also, not every match is an ODQ match. And you're not Sting. Like, when did the baseball bat become your thing? Yeah. Which makes no Because of those vignettes where she would, like, hit hit plates or something with it. I don't know why. Um, uh, Nerd Guru says, I'm so sick of Mandy. And let's be real here. KLR and Dakota could out-wrestle her in their sleep. Make that the title feud. But this is 2.0. No. I think there's a place for Mandy. I just don't think this is necessarily it. Um, uh, and she's just, let's be real. She's just going to um, duck challengers because um, that's the kind of character she's playing. And I don't, I don't want to see that because I think there's uh, Kaylee Ray should be the champion um, at some point. I don't know when yeah, that is. Yeah, but, but I, I can get behind like Kaylee Ray versus Gigi Dolan at least or whatever. Sure, like, sure, I, you know what I mean? Like if, Ma- those matches could be fun too, but like, yeah, lackeys, yeah. yeah. But I just also feel like Mandy Rose, like, why don't you just have her with Dana Brooke on the main roster facing Carmella and Zelina? Like, why? Why did this? I mean, thing like, uh, the Joe Joe Holbert talking about War Games says like, the plan has got to be when you bring Mandy back up because you're going to you're going to bring her up with the whole act. Like, you're yeah, going to bring Gigi true. and JJ with her. So it just depends on when that happens. You didn't send her down there forever. You sent her down there to get this new character over, and oh, then you're going to yeah. bring her up. Like, So I don't know when that's going to be. Joe's we real a, smart, so that makes sense. We got a Tiffany Stratton package. She's a gymnast. Now, this is something I No, 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 of. no. This isn't just any package, my friend. This is Tiffany's Epiphanies. Yes, that's right. Um, Tiffany's Epiphanies. Tiffany Stratton package um, where she's a gymnast, uh, apparently a Olympic gymnast. Um, and Was that real, by the way? I, I, I sincerely don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming she's not using her shoot name, so I'd have to like look at the pictures of all the Olympic gymnasts from Rio 2016 and be like, I think that's her. So honestly, I have no idea. But um, she said, uh, it's like. I, my daddy said I could be whatever I wanted. So I said, I wanted to be a gymnast. And then he got me a trainer and I worked out and I was on the Olympics because I'm the best because daddy says so. And then he says, what else you want to be? I said, I want to be NXT women's champion. So that's what I'm going to do because I'm Tiffany. Okay. Sure. 
sure did. As I was watching Tiffany's Epiphanies, I was like, <laughs> Eddie Kingston had a tryout for this company. <laughs> that literally ran yeah. through my head. Um, there yeah. are some people in the chat who are asking about Super Chats and Humper Chats. Super Chats are, I think, and Humper Chats are based on how many characters. So if you want to contribute a certain amount of characters, you have to contribute more money. People were also asking about why I keep fidgeting with my hair. It's because my bangs are too long. All right? I need a haircut. I'm getting one Thursday. Calm down. Maybe you should go to your barber. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should, and I'll ask him about rap artists. You should. You should. Okay. Um, then we cut directly from the Tiffany Stratton package to Tony D'Angelo being interviewed backstage. Ah. He says, he says uh, hey, you know what that... Uh, that Tiffany Stratton, she's a very nimble athlete, didn't she? Like, like, like that's I just want him just to be that guy so bad. But um he um uh he says um he says uh hey so we won the war games and I got myself a little souvenir and he's encased Pete Dunn's mouth guard in Lucite. I'm gonna sell this thing on eBay. Hey, um, and um, me and Petey Poppins, we we got we, we figured out what we're gonna do here. And um, and then Andre Chase comes in, and on in War Games, Andre Chase uh, came in, and he said he was he had a strategy for them to win, uh, and they kicked him out, and uh, and the strategy uh, was actually um. Tony D'Angelo's strategy because he was ordering everybody around in that ring. He was the he was the mastermind of this whole thing, which I loved. Um, but then Andre Say says, maybe if you had followed my strategy, it would have been you everyone was talking about instead of Grayson Waller. Like Grayson Waller was the third person I would be talking about in that match. Like even though he did the thing off the, off the top, Carmelo Hayes did most of the work, and Braun Breaker was like the star who pinned the guy. Why would everybody be talking about Grayson Waller? It's ridiculous. Anyway, he says. Wait, Grayson Waller, I'm the guy who told him to go up on the top of the cage. He never would have jumped off the top of the cage if it wasn't for Tony D. I wanted him to say that. He didn't. But he did say, hey, Andre Chase, how about I meet you in the ring next week and I'm going to kick your ass, Gabagool. And I think to myself, okay, well, Andre Chase is a heel we all hate. Are they turning to Tony D'Angelo like face-ish? Like he's a tweener. And I love him being a tweener. Like, he will beat up and insult anybody. Doesn't matter if they're face or heel. I just love that he that he's allowed to do that. I think they are still testing the waters with that. Because everybody loves this dude. So they he's kind do. of a face. But he's a mobster. So you would think he'd be a heel. I think they're, they're going to play both sides of the fence for a little bit. And that's yeah. fine. I love Tony D, obviously. I, yeah. I did not like... My notes just say Tony with like a thousand exclamation points. Um, I did not like Andre Chase like saying that that like whatever he said was rude or something right toward the end of it or they don't accept that behavior mm. at Chase University. I was like, bro, you put students through their desks. Like yeah. that makes no sense. But yeah, that also makes no sense that he has his own university. So here we are, I guess. <sighs> um. Anyway, looking forward to Tony D kicking the ass of Andre Chase next week. Um, Kenshiro talk is, is in the super chat talking about uh, Tiffany Stratton. This company wanted Thunder Rosa as a ref. Yeah. So this company has Kushida in jacket time. Like I'm not. Um, Boa wants. Uh, Bo Boa has had enough, 
And now he wants Enofe. Boa wants to fight Enofe next week. We're going to get that. Um, if he uh, does not have a submission called the Boa Constrictor, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> Come on! Uh, that's good. Um, that's so good. That's like my best good. work. Zion, it's all downhill from here, guys. Zion fights Santos Escobar. This is your in-ring main event. At, at the end, after, after a decent match between these two, there's a huge Hurricane Rana off the top rope. Um, and uh, Zion Quinn rolls over to the edge. And he lays there like this. And uh, Electra Lopez puts brass knuckles on his, on his hand. And somehow Joaquin Wilde sees this from the other side of the ring, jumps up on the apron, and and is like, hey, he's got brass knuckles on his hand. And the ref is like, you can't do that. And um and 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 because of this, he gets distracted and and loses to Santos Escobar. And Electro Lopez is either uh looking like, oh, well, my plans have been foiled again. Or, ah, everything worked perfectly. I don't know which, because she's kind of hard to read. I guess that's the whole point. But Zion Quinn versus Santos Escobar continues unabated for no reason. Uh, okay, I want to be in a telenovela where someone is fighting for me. I've decided. Yep. That's, that's what I've taken away from this. There was also a vignette earlier where he was, like, shadow boxing the air and was like, bang, bang. Like, nobody tells me what to do. Yeah. I was like, I want someone doing that. And I want to be in a dramatic telenovela, I've decided. This match was fine. Escobar rules. Um, yeah, he's great. He's just so good in the ring. And Zion, Zion holds his own. He, Zion's all right. I don't know how you see brass knuckles from across the ring, but a referee doesn't see someone come in and take a tag rope. Yeah. I guess because all the other referees were backstage sorting out the concert ticket incident that happened earlier in the night. But... Uh, this this match was perfectly fine. It felt very palpable that people were waiting for the Gargano stuff that followed. I felt like it, it got like a little bit yeah. gypped that way, but Escobar's great. I just don't know what happens here. I'm actually kind of, as far as the things that are going on in, in NXT, this was kind of fun. Like, it's, it's, fine. it's goofy. There is a chemistry there. Like, Electra Lopez has some intrigue. Um, but I... Uh, you know, it's it's supposed to be cheesy, so I can buy into the cheese, as opposed to these other things which are not supposed to be cheesy that end up coming yeah. across very cheesy. Um, we got um, here's here's my pitch. Um, I think that uh, we need a a absolute true top mid card heel act on SmackDown. Bring up Santos and his boys from NXT. Pair them and 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 expand the the faction and include Los Lotharios and make it into like a five man yeah. faction that runs wild all over the mid card and they could they could work out they could, you could have Santosimar come out of Roman Reigns' dressing room like with a to the tie thing that he's basically have has a handshake agreement that I'm not going to mess with you and you don't mess with me. I think we have a good relationship. I think a Santos Escobar running the mid card as the heels. Because what do you got? Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss. They're a, a side so act. You need a strong mid card heel act. I think those five guys 
could be a lot of fun. And eventually you can split them all up and, and you can break guys off. But I think it could be, it could be better because I don't, I don't know where his ceiling is in NXT 2.0. I feel like they're just going to put Zion Quinn over him and then move on. Do that and bring up Blonduso to the bloodline. I think. Yeah. I think that could be really good. If you call them up at the same time, that yeah. works. Um, yeah, I don't know what's next for Escobar in the same way that I don't know what's next for like Champa no. when he loses yep. the title or or this generation of the yeah. next years. Zach Schimmel says, so we got Professor Graps and Kate <laughs> Hensauer needing sour chats. Does that work? Love you guys. The FIFA team wars are are awesome. Uh, <laughs> um they're friendly ones. All right. We've got a lot of super chats to get through and a few of these uh, of my jukeboxes. So I'm gonna yeah, run. Yeah, get them in now. Get them in now. As fast as possible. No more. I have enough to get through yeah. in the next 18 minutes. I have to do all this stuff. <laughs> the nerd guru says. Um, uh, uh, jacket time more like jack shit time. Am I right? But I'm bumped. Hey! Uh, um, Mark Losper says, Angry Kate is the best Kate. Saws. Um, Thank you. I promise I guru... won't turn happy and get a tag team partner that just makes shitty dad jokes. The nerd guru says, Heal Orange Cassidy equals pulp. <laughs> I'm into that. Mark no, Losper's... I think he squishes his opponents into pulp. True. Mark Losper says, even your barber would hate this show, Kate. I have a barber because I had half my head shaved one time, and I'm just going to scoot around the rest of that subtext. <laughs> um, uh, JW Pringle says, Kate, stop using logic, both regular logic and pro wrestling logic. You have to hold <laughs> your breath until you see stars, and it makes no sense still. Sorry, I got nothing. Bad show, bad. Um, it, was, it was real bad today, guys. Yeah. And War um, Games wasn't terrible. Like if War Games was a C plus, yeah, this was an F. Like this whole yeah. show, I had problems with every step of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamancito Gomez says, "Unpopular thing to say, but I'm enjoying NXT more than Raw or SmackDown. Wish the WWE title had more oomph, and no one's benefited from facing Roman." Listen, I think this show is more interesting. Like it has more stuff in it that I'm like. Even if I like, what the hell? This is crazy. Like, it's not as boring as most of Raw and all of SmackDown for me. Like, the nothing happens on there of any of any note. At least these are like new weird characters that that suck, but at least they're different. Stefan NXT is maybe bad. to me they're, they're exactly the same because they keep just applying what's happening yeah. on the main roster to this. So yeah, um, apples to orange Cassidy's. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Slam and Sammy Joe says they should bring Paige in on commentary to replace Beth Phoenix. What do you think? I'm not someone who needs a three-person booth. But they do, so who's going to replace Beth Phoenix? They do, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's someone that we've seen before. I don't hate the idea of Paige by any means. Like, I think she's great, but... I think they should do, like, a... a um... A little, like, a, a trial. Like, give some people some different things. I love the idea of a female voice... Being on the commentary desk. Yeah, it doesn't have to be be Paige, but I would love to some somebody to be there. Go hire Veda Scott. She's great. She's great. Um, uh, NXT moving to two hours says Justin Monday, and the takeovers not being a special has ruined NXT. Yeah, it's kind of gone downhill. I will say that Uh, definitely. Um, 
Sean Blanford says, Hello, Kalex. Here's my weekly donation for all the hard work you two do for us oh. people. Here's hoping that with a new year comes to a sense of direction for who they want to push for 2.0. Who would you fit to focus on pushing besides Braun, Mello, and Tony D? Joe Hudson. I mean, we would, but that's that's beyond possible now. Cameron Grimes, I think, should should be a major sure. player as for as long as he's there. I don't expect him to be there for a long time. I like this LA Knight too. Like I and like L- this yeah, this, this version of LA Knight is a, is much more compelling than the other one. Yeah, I like this a lot from him. Um, for the women, I really like Kaylee Ray, and I think Raquel Gonzalez is. I think Raquel Gonzalez should she, get called she's up, getting though. Called up. So, she's yeah. Just, she's getting called up. I don't know when, but she's Especially with Naya up. being gone now, I feel like she fills yeah. The, yeah. the void there. Yeah. Well, they already filled that void with, with Dewdrop. She turned heel right after they fired Nia Jax. Oh, that's right. They're like, well, put, nah. put someone like that on SmackDown, though, too. Yeah. We don't have yeah, any no. hard hitters over there. That's true. Um, I know. Build yeah. a tag team division again. Whatever. Yeah. Mark Losper says, completely unrelated. Maybe something for Sean when he's editing the show. Sean, here's one for you. Can anyone tell me where Samoa Joe is? Is time getting added to his deal? Where is Samoa Joe? That's a good question. I don't know, but I do know this. They're going to work real hard to keep him from going to AEW, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they honestly might not think he's got anything left. So fine, go. Have fun. Leave. And then he can he can do whatever he could he can he could manage the hell out of somebody if he honestly cannot go anymore in the ring. He he's such a good talker. He could scare me into paying for a ticket immediately. Like he's just really really good. Um, he's gonna uh, he's gonna go have a match with CM Punk in AEW. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave says it's hard not to lose respect for people that stay now. WWE is so morally bankrupt and shows no decency releasing so many people through a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't know what what Johnny like has obviously has some really good memories. And I think that him seeing what this place is becoming, but trying to reconcile that with the thing that he loved being a part of would be really hard for him. I mean, I think the smartest thing he's doing is what it appears to be just taking some time off. And that's probably the best thing for him. Yeah, I don't fault anybody for staying employed anywhere We're, you're also just assuming that he could walk into aw and get a job or yeah. wants to go back to working in the indies when he has a kid like yeah. there's there is i was gonna say there is security but i guess not because they fire anybody at any any point but like at the same time then he's just back where he would have been anyway right so i don't fault anybody for for staying employed and trying to make the product better i think kevin owens is about run himself into the ground trying to trying to do that that guy sincerely every time he goes out there it's so obvious yeah. is trying so hard we saw it on monday we saw yeah. it yesterday yeah absolutely um daniel r has two humper chats um humper uh hi i'll hope you're doing well what would you do if you are champa i get that he is the champion but this isn't his nxt also do you ever see the NXT usa network just taking nxt off tv saying this isn't what they paid for uh, I don't know. I mean, like, they're not doing great in the ratings, but they're doing better than whatever USA would run in its place. Like, this is first-run WWE material as opposed to what? Like, another rerun of London has fallen? Like, like I, I don't know what else they're going to do. Um, and Ciampa, I mean, he's got time. They, they're added, they've added a lot of time to him because of the next stuff. Uh, so he, I think he's going to be there for a while. Eventually, he's going to put over... Uh, Braun Breaker, and then when he's when he's done, I feel like he's done. 
I don't think he wants to go to the main roster. He's already kind of said that. Uh, I think that he, he they, you, man, I don't know if they would do it, but if you wanted to reunite DIY and go on an indie tour around the world, they would sell out arenas by themselves because people loved that team, man. They loved it. And it could be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If I were Champa, I would probably cry. I would cry, I think, because he has a lot of time left and he doesn't fit. He, of anybody, doesn't fit in anywhere. I hate to say that. And it's not because of him. He's because, doing great because, with this role he's playing right now, but is. that has a serious shelf life on it. Like, yeah. You, and like, I think it's coming up. And yeah. I don't, I don't see him being in the Royal Rumble fighting it. This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. I could see him versus like Edge, I guess. But like, ah man, who he is 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 a is a pro wrestler, you know? Mm. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough, rough however long he has left. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. TV is an interesting one because no, I don't think this is what they signed up for. No, I don't think it benefits the product to be on television because it doesn't feel like a TV product anymore. But people forget that like not great wrestling ratings are still oftentimes a lot better than regular ratings to your point. Um, so I, I don't know what you would put in its place. Yeah, I think as long as they keep producing live wrestling, we'll keep it around. True. Daniel also says, uh, I get it's not NXT, but any predictions for the Battle Royal tomorrow on AEW? Um, and what's one young gun NXT versus AEW match you would want to see from me? It's Carmelo Hayes versus Lee Moriarty. Um, man, see, young gun NXT, well, you kind of limit it. Because <laughs> I love Tony D'Angelo, but I honestly don't know what he could really do in the ring yet. Um so I would either be Hayes or Breaker from from NXT. If you're limited to Young Gun guys, um, and uh, in in AEW, well, the sky's the limit. But I mean, if you wanted to tell me that I, I get Pitbull, Danny Garcia trying to tear fine. the ligaments out of Braun Breaker's uh, ankle and and knee and everything, while Braun Breaker just tries to get his hands on him, that could be a lot of fun to see how that goes. I don't know. 
I would say either Melo and Garcia or Break a Curran, if you include Darby Allen as a young gun, I would say Darby Allen. Uh, as far as the Battle Royal goes, I'm saying Wardlow gets the diamond ring and we get the dissension of that. Sidebar, I think CM Punk winning would be the funniest shit in the world. Mm. Like CM Punk with a diamond ring is hysterical to me. Uh, I, I, because I, remember, it's the, the last two in the Battle Royal tomorrow face each other for the diamond ring in a one on one match. That's right. So I would love it if the last two were either Wardlow and MJF, because that's interesting, or Wardlow and Punk. And then you get that match for a reason as opposed to just because it's part of the feud that they're doing with MJF. Anyway. Um, okay. I got, I got like five minutes to do all these other ones. Uh, Sean Walensky says, uh, 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 Johnny, where in the hell are you from anyway? Uh, the upper vest side. Uh, Ghostbusters Mark here. When someone asks if you are a god, you say yes. Greatest movies. Uh, yeah, I agree. Kimberly Cecil appreciates the super chat for Kate and her amazing lipstick. Be well, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mateo says it's six in the morning and my kid just woke up. Great to see you're still on. Kalex forever. Keep cool, Gabagool. Absolutely. Um, also with you. Okay. <laughs> this is too many songs. I'm gonna have to keep the. Uh, you will see us sing these songs. I promise. Next week, we have a a lot of people here. We're here tonight for the Johnny. Johnny leaves, Kyle O'Reilly leaves thing. We have too many things to do. I'm not going to do this to Sean. He will fire me. Um, Wait, you should do you should do the Regal rap, though. That's oh, I'm the, definitely doing the Regal yeah. rap. I'm just not, I can't do all of these. Um, I know, Ryan. We can skip him. <laughs> and we can skip Luis. This is actually perfect. So, um, the Go back-to-back Guru... back Regal. <laughs> the Nurguru says um, uh, that I'm supposed to do this. Uh, here we go. Hey, Hi. how you doing? I don't care. <laughs> there you go. That's my scene I was supposed to do between between Tony Angelo and Petey Poppins. James Bowers says, may the gabagool be with you and with your spirit. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunne. Um, uh, Jay Blood says, I need a, a Serge from Beverly Hills Cop conversation with Dr. Poha. <laughs> I will write that for you and I will do it for you next week. I promise Jay Blood. I promise you. But I'm not going to improv that right now because not, I'm not going to be able to do it right. But I will do it. That actually really makes me happy that I would get to do that. But next week. Yeah, um, that warms your heart. Yes, it does. Shane Heckman says, yesterday was my birthday. Can Walter and Dunn sing happy birthday to you? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. I don't care. Happy birthday, dear Shane Heckman. Happy birthday to you. I don't care. There we go. Um, okay. So uh <laughs> um I'm gonna use Ryan and and Luis. You guys get next week. So save those somewhere, Luis, so we can I do them em. next week. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. So um we've got two. William Regal raps, and I got to do these quick. Okay, here we go. I was gonna save this for closer to the uh, to the um, to the holiday, but I'm gonna do it now anyway. William Regal rap, Christmas and Hollow Queens. My Run DMC. 
It was December 24th on Hollis of Av After Dark. When I see a man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear, looked at his dog. Oh my God, an ill reindeer. But then I was ill in because the man had a beard and a bag full of goodies. Twelve o'clock it neared. So I turned my head a second and the man was gone, but he left his driver's a wallet smack dead on the lawn. I picked the wallet up, but then I took a pause, took out the license, and it cold said Santa Claus. A million dollars in it, cold hundreds of G's, enough to buy a boat and matching car with ease. But I'd never steal from Santa, because that ain't right, so I'm going home to mail it back to him that night. But when I got home, I bugged. Because under the tree was a letter from Santa and the dough was for me. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice and stuffing, macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright. In the fireplace is the Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. The real rhymes you hear are the rhymes of Daryl's. But each and every year we burst Christmas carols. War games! I don't know why, but I bugged really past me. <laughs> don't send it anymore if we're running out of time. All right. I have one more. Sean, do not kill me. I have to do this one because I, I have to. Um, it's uh, Baby Got Back. It's the Zach Barber. Um, from, request of the night. Yeah. It's the request of the night. It has to it has to be done. Follow me at Alex Sarograph. Follow her at Kate on deck. I see. Subscribe to Fightful Select. As soon as this is over, I'm going to hit the end broadcast. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. I want to pull up top because you notice that butt was stuffed deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh! Baby, I want to get with you and take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that butt you got makes me so horny. Oh, rump so smooth skin. You say you want to get in my bends? Well, use me, use me, because you ain't that average groupie. I've seen them dance it. To hell with romancing, she's sweat, wet, got it going like a turbo vet. I'm tired of magazines saying flat butts are the thing. Uh, take the average man and ask him that. She's got to pack much back. So, fellas, yeah, yeah. fellas, yeah. yeah. As your girlfriend got the butt, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Tell him to shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. Um, I'll, I'll do the other uh, verses some other time. Um, because I do love this song. And it takes me back. It's art. Um... For 12 days of Christmas, five is five gabagos. Thank you, Zach Schemmel. I'll definitely use that one. With tw- with 40 seconds to spare. Good night, everybody. Keep cool, gabagos. Keep cool, gabagool. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.